This is DMOU, Destination Marketing Organization University, the DMO Sectors Podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Geist. DMOU is where you hear the best and the brightest in the destination marketing space, sharing innovative and compelling stories to inspire you to take your destination and organization to the next level. The format for our conversations on DMOU is elegantly simple. It's three questions and a bonus round. And today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Destination Analysts a team of travel industry experts widely known for their pioneering customized travel and tourism research that is second to none for reliability, affordability, and transparency. They not only assist clients with the interpretation of the research, but also the architecture and execution of strategy based on that research. You can learn more and download the latest edition of their work at destinationanalyst.com. And now it's on to our show. Our guest today is Virginia Haley. Virginia has served at the helm of Visit Sarasota County, otherwise known as VSC, since 1999. The VSC is an independent partnership organization serving all of Sarasota County and delivers an innovative $4.5 million tourism marketing campaign to benefit the citizens of Sarasota. Previously, Virginia was Director of Communications and Government Relations at Moat Marine Laboratory. Virginia came to Sarasota in 1989 to run the local office for Congressman Porter Goss. Prior to that time, she worked in Washington, D.C. in President Ronald Reagan's administration as the Director of Scheduling, Security, and Protocol for the Department of Health and Human Services, and she worked on Capitol Hill for a number of years. Virginia is past chair of Visit Florida and Destinations Florida and has been a leader in founding the Sarasota Bayfront 2020 Community Redevelopment Effort that is now known simply as The Bay. Virginia Haley, welcome to DMOU. Oh, thank you for having me, Bill. And as a past chair of Visit Florida, you are surely doing your happy dance today as the state Senate extended Visit Florida authorization through an amazing 2031 after years of, okay, you can go one more year. Yeah, you can go one more year. Yeah, you can go one more year. So congratulations on that. The vote was 36 to one, unheard of. Tell us about that. I think it's really a tribute to the efforts that the Visit Florida board, their team, really our whole industry has made to make sure everyone knows that Visit Florida is an accountable, transparent organization that has highly innovative programs and that we were smart enough to hire Dana Young, a former Florida Senate who's so highly respected as our CEO. And I think you see the proof is in the pudding with that amazing vote considering where we were. Congratulations, because I know it's been a long time coming. And finally, it looks like the legislature understands the true value of Visit Florida and what all of the DMOs there do. And before we begin on your first question, I got one more for you. As you know, the project known as the Bay has been near and dear to my heart as your heart for as long as I can remember. I remember coming into Sarasota more than a decade ago, seeing what was once called the Quay, which was totally undeveloped, and asking you, what the hell? And you said, well, it's owned by an international company, and they're just sitting on it, and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, everything is starting to move. What's going on with the Bay? Really, it was the leadership of Visit Sarasota and our board. I'm so proud of this project, a project we got started in 2014 when we had a board retreat and said, we've got to be doing better with our 70 acres right on the beautiful Sarasota Bayfront that was undeveloped or large parking lot, surface parking. And so we started a very deliberative process of reaching out to the community and really asking them to dream with us 
and create guiding principles for what that Bayfront could be for all of us. In one year alone, my board chair and I had 300 community meetings. Wow. So don't ever agree to be my board chair. There's lesson learned there. (laughs) And I think people really bought into it because they would have ideas and then they'd see those ideas translated into the plans for the Bay. We raised all the money privately uh, for those initial community outreach and very rough planning sessions. And today it has its own independent board chaired by the former CEO of this little company called Procter & Gamble. Oh, yeah. Uh, So he knows a thing or two about redevelopment in Cincinnati. And it's a wild success. It's treating water before it goes into the bay, so it's helping us environmentally. It's providing great gathering places and entertainment. And it still is in only phase one. So it's great to see those early efforts and the role that a destination organization can play in a community that no other organization can. Yeah. So cool. And I cannot wait to get back down there and see the progress. So over the past decade, the role of destination marketing has obviously clearly expanded with the understanding of how important our work is, not just to supporting the hospitality community, but in assisting economic development initiatives that address quality of life and workforce and all of that. In many communities, though, economic development interests have been slow to embrace our expanded role and our offerings to them, quite frankly. But clearly, that is not the case for you in Sarasota County. So here's your first question. Visit Sarasota County has broken through the traditional arm's length relationship between DMO and EDC to build a mutually beneficial partnership. Bring us up to speed on the history of this relationship and where the breakthrough occurred. Well, Bill, I think we've always done some collaborations with our Sarasota EDC. They are also an independent 501c6 organization that has a contract with the county. We would work with the staff. We would try to do things with them only to turn around and see they were paying companies for video shoots. They were paying for photo shoots they would enter into really questionable marketing, multi-year agreements. And we would shake our heads. We'd offer to be of assistance. Mm -hmm. It really took a dramatic leadership change and a clear signal from our county commission that they were very unhappy with that EDC, that we finally got them to the table. And with their new leadership in place, really doing those smart things that should have been done. For instance, we've always had consumers contact Visit Sarasota for relocation information. Mm -hmm. We were a natural place. They'd come into the visitor center. Well, we beefed up the relocation request page with more information on the community and the availability for a person to agree to share their information with the EDC. So now we're providing leads on relocation, both individual and business, to the EDC. That's something we really should have thought of a long time ago, but that's the kind of low-hanging fruit (laughs) that was being ignored. Yeah, and you're right. We all should have seen this. And it probably came down to just a broader understanding of the relationship between tourism, advertising, and economic development. And I think that that's been clear for a number of years now. And it's just one of those things that... 
I remember back, and I'm not trying to take credit in any way, shape, or form. I remember back to my time in Madison in the early 90s, where I reached out to the Chamber of Commerce and to Economic Development and said, guys, you toss in 20, I'll toss in 20, you toss in 20, and let's put somebody on the road to go talk to assignment editors, you know, feature writers, editorial boards, and take the Madison story. And, and in this person's satchel will be an economic development piece, depending on who she's talking to, or it's going to have a quality of life piece, or it's going to have a tourism piece. And we could never get it done. And I remember looking back on that a number of years ago, thinking, I think we all knew this. And we, we knew in our hearts, even 20 years ago, that this was the right path. It was just getting our partners in community development to understand that hey, we're not trying to take over here. We're just trying to help. I think that's right, Bill. And I, I think you also had to overcome the fear that it was all some sort of budget rate because we know yeah. they tended to be in smaller communities, at least underfunded, mm -hmm. uh, whereas we had somewhat of a dedicated funding source, although it seems less dedicated every year. Always. So I think it was really leadership able to see a new way very much personality. You know, we have got you know a great woman who heads our chamber, new leadership at the EDC. And I think we were able to really create some strong actions where we could see that we both shared in the same goals. I mean, we want to make this a better community. That's what we are both doing. And we know that tourism is the front porch to Sarasota County. Absolutely. So the EDC came up with the tagline, work where you want to live, which makes perfect sense. But it was Visit Sarasota County that actually brought that tagline to life. Tell us how that all came together. One of the things we did, they retained a local company to help them with some of the creative, with some of the strategy. And then we used that same company just for some small local public relations. And so once we took that tagline, we used the Visit Sarasota advertising agency, Miles Media, to help us build out a campaign to reach both individuals, talent who was interested in relocating along with corporate leaders. So we were looking for business owners, personal relocation, house hunting, uh, CEO job titles, and really used our existing brand campaign and messaging about Sarasota just within that campaign. So you had that continuity of the existing brand, a very strong brand that is now helping in the EDC message, as opposed to trying to develop a standalone message. So today there is a, clearly there's there's your portion of your website, but there's a standalone site called workwhereyouwantolive.com. Honestly, a fabulous compendium of resources that highlights neighborhoods. Uh, it features realtors. Where does the relationship go next? We started with an initial campaign in 2019, 2020. And a lot of the early years was comparing our research and their research to build where we wanted to go. You know, we're in market largely Facebook, Instagram, some SEM, and a lot of uh, earned media. And we're playing around with it, quite frankly, to understand what's the best message and where we should really go with it. I mean, we've had mm -hmm. 
with Facebook and Instagram, we've had some pretty good results with the campaign. You know, it's it's different than the general consumer campaign. We're gonna not going to have our normal high numbers that we went on a leisure consumer campaign, but we are getting good feedback from it. And from the tourism standpoint, although it's more highly targeted than we would normally do, it's a secondary way of delivering our message to potential high yield visitors. Yeah, because nobody's going to move there until they visit there. So really, you get first shot. Exactly. And we know that if they do move to Sarasota, as in many communities, visiting friends and family is a number one reason for coming. Absolutely. So we are not straying from our tourism roots. And I don't think we are doing our industry wrong. I think it's really helping to expand what we're doing and expanding our audience. Well, and it's that expansion I want to kind of tie on to uh, on this question. And that is, so as you're building content for workwhereyouwantolive.com, as I said, you're going deep into identifying neighborhoods and what the culture is and where the persona is on that neighborhood and, and, and really kind of doing a deep dive, which I think, you know, a number of DMOs do that to kind of show the diversity of their communities. And especially in those communities that are dealing with some resident pushback to spread out the tourism into the neighborhoods so that everybody gets a little bit and the high traffic areas aren't so uh, untenable. But this content on neighborhoods and to a lesser extent realtors, does that also find its way back to the Visit Sarasota County website? Some of the content does. Some of it is somewhat duplicated, but in a little bit different format. For instance, the EDC has beautiful long form videos of area CEOs in not their work environment, but their hobby environment. So you see one woman CEO uh, cool. playing golf, another one who's a big diver, etc. But they're long format. And we know for our kind of campaigns, we need those quick, quick ones. So we've done a different series of very short format videos with a greater emphasis on only those CEOs who moved here and a a much wider diversity of CEOs. So it's not all 60-year-old men. So again, I think we each can play a role in what we do best. And I think for us, it's that nimble online social And I think a lot of what they do is what I would call the more traditional, but there's an important role for that. So as we wind up this last question, take me through whether this is a concept that it was time, let's just do this thing and we know we're right, versus how much of this is either driven by or is benefiting from the fact that during COVID, so many of us realized we don't have to work in the big city. We don't have to work, you know, at the office complex or in the industrial complex. We can work from anywhere. And so why don't we work in paradise? How much of this is COVID and how much of this is, it was just the right time to make the move? I think you definitely have a combination of the two. Some of this came about uh, with a board retreat we had and a series of strategic planning sessions that the EDC had in 2019. Uh, And then they had their abrupt leadership change, 
I think about three weeks before COVID hit. <sighs> and then like many communities, we started to see this relocation surge and this desire to you know, change your lifestyle and where you live. So it was taking advantage of those changes along with that realization that working together made so much sense. Well, I tell you what, it's a fabulous move. It's exactly what we've been exhorting people to consider, that there's a relationship here that we've really historically forfeited. And you said it at the very outset. I mean, you know, you guys are doing video, we're doing video, you're doing drone, we're doing drone. Can we do this together, save revenue, and plow it back into programming and have a, a more cohesive relationship so that we're using the same persona, the same words, the same brand, the same imagery, the same color palette, the same everything. It boggles the mind to think that we wouldn't have been doing this for all these years. And congratulations for being one that, you know, has kind of broken through. And uh, that work where you want to live.com site is, is pretty cool. So uh, congratulations for all that. Well, thanks, Bill. I think if we looked up that last strategic outline you did for us a number of years ago. <laughs> this was something that you mentioned. It just took us a while to, uh, to implement it thoroughly. So anyway, it's time for the bonus round question. There is that great Alan Toussaint lyric that we both love, which is, it's high time you found that the people you misuse on your way up, you might meet on your way down. <laughs> On the way down. Yeah, you've had the chance to live that experience so many times in your career, especially early on, and it has really informed how you've worked with people your whole career. So tell us how that lyric drives you every day. And I'll always have Lowell George singing it in my head from Little Feet. Yes. I, part of it comes from the early yep. Washington experience, a, a funny situation where I worked for a member of the president's cabinet. I was the person outside that door, a controlling access to this very powerful person. Um, and I had lots of friends in that big, huge agency. And then he announced he was leaving and then realizing, oh, they're not my friends after all. <laughs> and it turned out the new secretary was a close family friend who kept me in my position yeah. and they wanted to be friendly again, but I grew up very quickly that year. You know, I look at the way people treat each other, you know, especially today, you just want to say people, 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 simmer down, calm down, you know, treat people with respect, listen to them, don't prejudge them. And you can build those bridges. You can find ways to work together in the community by respecting each other and listening to that person. Just because it's a little old lady who's calling you complaining about too much tourism on Siesta Key, you know, that could be the lady who writes the big check to the bay the next year. So mm -hmm. I know I've told the story on, on this podcast before, but it bears repeating. I think my success in Madison was based on, and it was a different time, but even the three council members that, you know, I'd say the sky is blue and they're going to say the sky is green. We agreed on nothing at all. And yet at the end of council meetings, we more often than not would go out and have a beer. And we never made it personal. We were never angry with each other, exasperated many times, but but never angry. I get that politics is a blood sport and, you know, you need to go at it and you need to win. But you don't have to win ugly. 
And I think that that's what sometimes people today are forgetting, that you're going to need this person somewhere down the line. So let's not break that bridge. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. We just need more people to have that very same attitude. Yeah. Well, here's hoping that we come out of this pandemic and we begin to treat each other better. I, I, I'm not sure that's going to happen, but I'm hope springs eternal, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, hey, Virginia, thank you, A, for your friendship over the years. It has been just a joy to work with you. And, uh, and also, congratulations on, uh, on building this bridge with your Economic Development Council and creating a really, really cool program in which both of you are benefiting uh, quite a bit. Thanks, Bill. It means a lot coming from you. Oh, thank you. That's it for this edition of DMOU. Tell your friends and peers this is where the best and the brightest come to share their stories. It's DMOU.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. Subscribe to get notification when episodes post. And if you're digging what you hear, tell your friends or leave a review. Thanks again to our sponsor, our friends at Destination Analyst, a team of travel industry experts widely known for their pioneering customized travel and tourism research that is second to none for reliability, affordability, and transparency. During the COVID-19 crisis, Destination Analyst has been producing weekly consumer trend insights. You can download the latest edition at destinationanalyst.com. DMOPros.com is where you're going to find links to our services for the DMO sector, links to the Z News, our book Destination Leadership, our position papers on community development and board diversity, our blog, and the biggest DMO job board on the planet, as well as past episodes of DMOU. That's DMOPros with a Z. Executive producer of DMOU is Terry White, and this is a production of DMO Pros. I'm your host, Bill Geist. Until next time.